is it getting better? Or do you feel the same? Will it make it easier on you now? You got someone to blame. You said one love, one life. When it's one need in the night, one love we get to share it. It leaves you, baby, if you don't care for it. Did I disappoint you or leave a bad taste in your mouth? You act like you never had love. You want me to go without? Well, it's too late tonight to drag the past out into the light. We're one, but we're not the same. We get to carry each other, carry each other. One. Welcome to the Tom Decree Show. Joining us this week, Mike Johnson, Chad Sturgill. Our host, Tom Dupree, is on the road this week. We hope he'll call in at some point during the hour. I'm Elizabeth Dupree, quarterbacking and running the board this week. So over to you, Mike. This is... So uh, this is off of the American or the the man comes around, right? That's this album, I believe. America uh, Three Solitary yeah. Man was on his first release. That's uh, 2002. Yeah. This album, I mean, it was I, it won so many awards. He he did a cover of Hurt, which is actually a Nine Inch Nails song. You know, the industrial kind of hard rock group Nine Inch Nails. And he did just a stripped-down acoustic version of that song and won all kinds of awards for it. The video was amazing on it. I was featuring all kinds of uh, movies at the time. Um, just, I mean, you can hear in his voice just kind of that, the the age and the scratch and just the way that he conveys things. I mean, it's just a powerful album, really. Yeah, and this, I didn't realize this, but... Mary J. Blige covered the same song about uh, late 2000s. I did not know that. So, uh, hmm. so are you going to do, you gonna uh, do me like Tom and make me look for the Mary J. No. Blige? <laughs> no. Well, let's I, stick know, with Johnny. So, so I'd like I, to I just to might. I just might do that. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. Let's get on to some financial news and information. want to talk about this is something, this is actually, it can be a, very uncomfortable conversation to have. Um, you know, we talk about having a plan on the show all the time. And now that's that's all-encompassing. You know, that can be a, an income plan, a withdrawal plan, an investment plan, a financial plan is more the broad term. Uh, they each mean different things. But this specifically... Um, well, anytime you're developing a plan, um, it can be uncomfortable uh, because money 
in and of itself, I mean, there's there's emotion tied to it. Uh, there's greed, fear, worry, um, all kinds of different emotions come along with money. Um, what I want to talk about today um, is a cognitive decline in seniors. Um, unfortunately, this is a reality that uh, many of us have faced with with acquaintances loved ones um unfortunately many of us will uh you know face this at some point in our lives um what we're looking at here is having a plan a plan of action on how you'll react or uh, actions that you'll take to mitigate um the potential detrimental effects that this could have on an, on a, an estate, um, on an investment portfolio. When we're talking about cognitive decline, um, you know, this is something that is, you know, it could be Alzheimer's, dementia, things like that. Um, the problem with it is, is that it can be, uh, it's a, it can be a slow progression. Um, and a lot of times it's not evident uh, until after the fact it, it, looking backwards, you can see signs that somebody has had that, that has this, you look back and like, well, okay, this was something, this should have been a red flag for us. Um, you know, these different things, small things that add up over time. Um, well, and one of the things that, that a lot of people may not realize is that if the person who is in decline tells their doctor, to not say anything to relatives, the doctor can cover for the patient under whatever privacy laws that are in place. Sure. That actually happened to me. And so I can can give great testimony on how I wish that there had been measures in place that would have, but my particular relative was very adept and very bright and was, she'd hit it very well, but there right. were signs in hindsight. So this is very important information. Well, and also it's worth noting that there are normal uh, degrees of cognitive decline just from aging that are not indicative of, of real problems like dementia, Alzheimer's, etc. So trying to distinguish between those mental uh, cognition uh, changes that are detrimental to the person's well-being versus uh, just part of the normal aging process, uh, that that could be tricky as well. Right. Now, let me make something clear, too. Our job as advisors, as a fiduciary, is we're not, we're not medical experts. Our job is not to um, diagnose, uh, diagnose yeah. this condition. Our job is to plan for the possibility that this happens. Um, it, it, it really, it's, it's a fairly simple, um, like with a lot of things f- financial related, it's simple in concept, but it can be uh, a little bit daunting to implement. Um, a lot of this can be accomplished and mitigated with open conversation, open dialogue, um, because what you need, you, your, your loved one, let's say it's a parent, um, they need to have somebody that they can appoint as a trusted uh, agent, if you will. Um, somebody that can step in 
uh, if they meet certain qualifications. You know, really, those qualifications are, are you nearby? Are you able to act in their best interest? Are, do you have, uh, are, are you capable mentally of acting in their best interest? Um, so having that conversation early is the best remedy uh, to, to, to fix the problem. You know, our job is to sometimes initiate these uncomfortable conversations. You know, if we're, if we're talking with clients and, you know, we ask them, okay, if this happens, if you start having, um, mental issues later on in life, you can't make decisions. Um, or, if something happens to the spouse, uh, and then you know you're you're a widow widower situation, there's these very similar situations, uh, cognitive decline or that. Um, but who is going to step in to act in your best interest? Um, this is a conversation that needs to happen before the issues start, uh, because well, like I said, uh, we've seen. Uh, decisions that have been made in the past uh, that have been uh, damaging um, financially and they've been made uh, with someone that has impaired decision making well and also there have been circumstances where people haven't made that plan or they haven't uh, put together the uh, when I say haven't made the plan they they've uh, lost their cognitive ability really to uh, to, to make sure there are people in place to take care of uh, regular issues that I mean when I say this I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to to, to uh, combine another topic with it but it's uh, you, there there are a lot of uh, I guess risks by leaving it up to uh, to chance or to trust that the person isn't going to suffer from cognitive decline because it doesn't just affect you financially it can affect your medical care it can affect a lot right. of, a lot of things so right. uh, but the the focus of this of this recent study was about the negative financial impact it can have on people when they don't make this decision uh, or, or don't plan for it or uh, don't have the willingness or ability to turn it over to somebody else uh, who can make good decisions on their behalf, act as their advocate mm-hmm. when the time comes because it's as they get older, it's tougher for them to be able to, if, if they are suffering from one of these conditions, to be able to, t- to uh, know, hey, it's time to turn things over. And that's what people really struggle with is, is the timing of it. That's the, the part that they, they fear the most because they don't want to give up control too early, but they don't want to, to uh, wait too long either and, and have, it, uh, have somebody maybe take advantage of them and then they, they suffer a financial loss, fraud, whatever, that they can't recover from, and it has a dramatic impact on the quality of their life for the rest of their life. Right. Well, and you you, you mentioned it there, but the fraud aspect of it, that's huge. Uh, I've seen that happen firsthand, um, and it's it can be something, you know, it's one of those phishing emails, you know, donate to this cause or this charity or this person. Uh, and they're, you know, they're going after the emotions, you know, the generosity, that kind of thing. Um, and I've seen that happen where, uh, the person gives to this thinking it's a good cause and the whole thing's fraud. So I heard a story just within the last week that happened to a friend of mine. Somebody called her, had all of her correct information She's in her late 50s, Mm -hmm. had all of her correct information, told her that it was um, 
like from the sheriff's office, and that there was a warrant out for her arrest because she had not shown up for a court date, and she was a, a witness to, to whatever. Had, well, what, what was it that had happened? Well, I can't tell you. On and on and on. Yeah. Her, the story was so well constructed, and she said, well, that's interesting. My husband's an attorney, and he's right here. Let me put him on the line and talk to you. And the guy's like, well, I, I can't talk to anyone else about this. I'm under, you know, some kind of – anyway, long story short – they went down to the courthouse and said, I just got the strangest call, and this is what they said. They said that I was out for my arrest. And they said, what sheriff, what person from the sheriff's office named? Oh, he hasn't worked here for two years. But that's what they do. They use mm. a name, Yep. That and they had, she said it was unbelievably well-constructed. And if she hadn't been at the top of her game, Right. And she asked the person down at the courthouse, what usually happens? She said, well, what usually happens is by the time people turn up here, they've already given them a credit card number to pay for whatever, to pay themselves out of it. Right. So don't give your number out, credit card number out to pay. And phishing calls, they are very, very, very savvy at yep. what they do. They're always evolving and changing tactics. Um, but a common thing you'll see is there's an urgency. Uh, there's uh, Sometimes there's a, kind of a vagueness, but there's a, an urgency. You have to do this by this time or this event or something's event, going to happen. Yeah. Um, and so the, and they, they prey on, um, you know, elderly. Um, that's just, that's their, that's where they go. That's where they hunt. Um, but to, to, you, you should have that conversation. We facilitate that, uh, with our clients, you know, having that trusted agent, uh, because having that conversation early on, um, you're able to tell whoever that trusted person is, you know, these are my, uh, wishes. These are, you know, things that are important, you know, so it's, it's not a, just hey, take this, run with it. It's you're you're bringing them along with on on the ride with you, so to speak. Um, but they've they've you know it was, this was a Boston College um, the study that was done, and that you you mentioned it, Chad, uh, the timing of this, um, and what they found was over and over again, uh, the person was appointed too late, and so there's likely there in this study there were bad decisions that were made prior to that appointment um and so you, you can't go back and undo things like that um there so was, there was one situation where somebody that we heard about it was a significant amount a of large money. amount of, and that was fraud uh, and that was, was it was it eight hundred thousand or so was it that much how much was it? Uh, it wasn't quite that much I mean, it was it, it was, was well in the six figures yeah and most of that was uh quote unquote political contributions political causes um but uh, there was a, a, a cognitive decline uh and this stuff was coming in uh to to this person and uh unbeknownst to any of the family members, anything, uh, money was going out. Um, and it was significant amounts of money. So how do you safeguard something like that, uh, to have access to checking accounts or? 
the, where you can watch, look at the statements or credit yep. cards or whoever the trusted agent is. Um, you you can set up the account. You can, you can have duplicate statements on uh, investment accounts, checking accounts. Uh, there's a ton of apps out there where you can aggregate. Uh, um, you know, in investments, checking, uh, just assets, but you can aggregate that so you can kind of view that from a 10,000 foot view. Um, and w- we have that capacity here too. Um, and so that's, you, you need a set, a trusted set of eyes on it. Um, and somebody that's acting in your best interest. Um, you know, we don't act as that trusted agent in, in this capacity. You know, we're, we're, that's a conflict of interest for us, but we are a partner in this. You know, we're a fiduciary to our clients. And so if you have a trusted agent, be that a child, grandchild, close family friend, whoever that may be, uh, working with you and then working with us, that's how you're assembling your team. And then if you have other, uh, professional contacts, be it an attorney, a CPA, everybody needs to be on the same page. And there needs to be that open dialogue uh, of when, when or if that cognitive decline starts, um, there needs to be that open dialogue about that. Uh, everybody needs to be aware of what's going on. Well, it's just a safety net of sorts. Absolutely. And, and it's um, it's like any other good financial relationship. When there are strange charges on your credit cards, you get a call from your credit card company if you have the right safeguards put in place. Yeah. It's no different than that. You're not compromising yep. yourself or saying, I'm losing my mind because you've got safeguards in place. That's They're right. just simply safeguards. Exactly. And, and that's... That's how you start this conversation early. Let's get these safeguards in place. Uh, and then there's that open dialogue. And that's, that's what we can facilitate. Um, you know, we're, we're not paid by our clients just to be, you know, you know just you make know, trades, allocate make the trades, allocate the investments or, or to always tell them good news. Um, you know, it's, it's to be honest, transparent, and to try to find areas, you know, we, we try to look for areas where there's a problem or a potential problem um, and bring those to light and then try to address them. You want to find out about the potential problem and come up with a plan for it before you're faced with it immediately because it, you, the stress from that, uh, the immediacy of trying to deal with the problem it will make you or, or oftentimes result in bad decision making. So Absolutely. you don't want to do it under pressure. You want to do it when you have a clear head and can have the time to, to think about it, think about who you want to be your trusted agent. Uh, we can help you come up with the questions to be asking, to be thinking about, uh, to consider the right trusted agent. Uh, it, past life, I've uh, worked with multiple trust beneficiaries and uh, also just clients where they had uh, accumulated some money. And we had numerous cases where, uh, and uh, none of these were prosecuted, by the way, but uh, because the, the, the proof of it was it was harder to come through uh, or to to create, but had a case where a church pastor became a trusted advisor to an elderly lady, and she des- he decided that the church needed a new building, and, and the church got a new building. Uh, another case where uh, the son, who had not really done a whole lot financially, 
uh, decided he was going to take advantage of his dad in a matter of about two or three years, cleaned him out. And uh, the dad was with him and agreeing to it when they came in to get money out. Uh, so it can happen even within your own family. But again, if those conversations are had before the people were placed in this situation, this could have been avoided. And that's what we want to try to do is help you avoid making uh, or, or by not making decisions uh, to help avoid bad situations. Well, it gets back to the word safeguards. Right. If you have several safeguards, you're a lot less likely to have one decision have a big impact for the worse. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's it's like with, with anything. It's research, diligence, um, staying on top of things. Um, so much of this can be mitigated just by just by those things, just staying on top of it, watching it, research, um, diligence, uh, diligence, transparency, uh, all of that's vitally important. Having a plan. There you go. Well, and you took the words right out of my mouth as I'm turning Johnny back on. It is so important to have a plan, whether it's a financial plan, a plan for the future, whatever it is, you've got to have a plan for your finances. And if you don't have one, we are here to help. You can call us at 859-233-0400 at Dupree Financial Group. Or you can go to our website, duprefinet.com, and you can schedule an appointment with us directly on our homepage. We'll be back in just a few minutes with the Tom Dupree Show. Stay tuned. In the night, one love, we get to share it. It leaves you, baby, if you don't care for it. My name is Tom Dupree. Without a plan, you're doomed to failure. Many people have no idea how they plan to tap their retirement investments for income during retirement. At Dupree Financial Group, we specialize in retirement investing. That means turning your growth portfolio or your IRA into an income portfolio. You may need to draw on it for a lot of years. Come in and let us review your plan and give you some ideas. Call us at 859-233-0400 and set up a complimentary appointment to review your investments. Listen to the Tom Dupree Show at News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. That's Dupree Financial Group at DupreeFinancial.com.
Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us, Mike Johnson, Chad Sturgill. Our host, Tom Dupree, is on the road this week. We might get a call from him in this second segment. This music is Lainey Wilson, Heart Like a Truck. And unlike Tom, I have to have notes to give you the story. Uh, Lainey Wilson is actually a character on the show Yellowstone. She plays the role Abby in uh, season number five. She also is a winner of the CMA Awards in 2021 and 2022. And then in 2023, she swept Album of the Year, Female Artist of the Year, Musical Event of the Year, and Visual Media of the Year. You can hear a Dolly influence in her voice, and she actually has a song that's WWDD, What Would Dolly Do? (laughs) So that's some Lainey Wilson trivia. She also dates a football friend of, of our son's which is a fun little footnote. And Tom did choose this song. Yeah. <laughs> Without knowing the connection or with Oh, I, I, after the fact, I told him, I said, okay. I said, Tom, you do know that she's dating Devlin Hodges. And he, he, he did not respond. <laughs> so I don't know exactly what that means. But anyhow, that's a little Laney Wilson trivia. And I am a fan. You can definitely hear the Dolly influence there. Well, before we started recording, I told you, I said, I hear Dolly. Mm -hmm. And that was before I read the What Would Dolly Do? Yeah. And um, so, yeah. Tell you, Dolly, she's, she's, you know, an entrepreneur, the the empire that she's built. I mean, it's fascinating what Dolly Parton has done. We could do a whole show on Dolly. It's just, yeah, it's amazing. Okay, um, back to financial things. Um, Allianz did a study, um, and I'm going to tell you what the title is, and then we're going to make it a little happier than what the title is. (laughs) Uh, Americans are more afraid of running out of money than death. Um, 61% of those surveyed are more afraid of running out of money in old age than of dying itself. Um couple other statistics then i want to dissect this a little bit um 56 percent of those surveyed told allianz that they consider regular financial crises to be part of an integral to be an integral part of their retirement planning and then this is the one that kind of blows you away across generations uh 40 percent told allianz that they do not have a retirement plan and 56% say that they don't even know where to start planning. I want to say this about planning. You can on the investment planning, financial planning, all of this that we were talking about before. Um, think of it like a, a home builder, a contractor. Um, almost any of us could remodel a home. Physically, mentally, we have the capacity to do that. I, when we bought our house, it had an unfinished basement. Basement. I said, I can, I can do this. And I, got, I started framing up walls, doing all this stuff. And by the time I finished framing walls, I knew how to frame walls. I, didn't, I was figuring it out as I was going along. I didn't know how to frame the walls prior. So when I started looking at you know, the drywall, the electrical, all this other stuff, I was like, there is no way I can do this because I won't know what I'm doing until after I'm done. 
because it's experience. Uh, it's the same thing. And possibly done wrong with and, wires. And I think we're I, saying I, don't buy Mike's house if he puts it on the market, no, right? I, I did, <laughs> not, I did not finish it. I, I hired somebody that knew what they were doing. A professional, professional that knew what they were doing. You, you only know how to do something um, if you've studied it and you've either made the mistakes or seen mistakes being made. Um, that's how you actually become an expert in something or you're you you know what not to do um it's the same thing with investments it's the same thing with financial planning there is a science to it but there's also an art to it um and a lot of it is you know the emotional control on the investments um but that's why we have a team here uh because you're pulling on Tom's experience, Chad's experience, Elizabeth, mine, Margaret, Missy, all of us, Trey, all of us, you know, have experience in the investment world to, uh, or just financial world to various degrees, and you have life experience, uh, and you know that's that's what, so that as a side note on the planning part of it, uh, it is almost a common sense thing, uh, but you only know it after the fact. Uh, and so that's why you hire a professional because they've seen this and they kind of know where to go. Um, so back, that was, that was a rabbit trail, sorry. But on the people being more afraid of running out of money, um, you have to ask why. Why Why are they more afraid of running out of money um, than, than dying? Um a lot of it, by their own admission, is they don't have a plan. Uh, the one, the one uh, statistic, 56%, said they don't even know where to start planning. Um, that's where we come into play. Um, you know, you lay the found just like just like a builder, you lay a foundation first. You know, you have when you're in your working years, you have your budget, your saving. What do you max out? What do you do later on in life? You're diversifying. You're adding on to the house. You're doing this, doing that. You're specializing the house, um, and so the planning it has phases, just like in a construction project, um, but. One of the questions that I think people don't uh, they, they don't they don't know to ask it uh, is you know what's it mean to be wealthy? You know most people attribute wealth to a particular number. You know they they attribute wealth as something that's relative. Well, this person I view as wealthy, so my assets, you know everything that I have should look something like that to make me quote unquote wealthy. Um, I can tell you this, this is just from experience, wealth doesn't have to do with a particular number. Uh, we've seen large numbers on paper, and that person was not what you would call wealthy. Um, wealthy, uh, and they, they did, a, uh, this. it was an interesting study that was done on this too, how is wealth defined? Um, a lot of people defined it as general well-being. Um, and, and general well-being, a lot of that, that implies time. Uh, that's how a lot of people define wealth is they have the time and the general well-being to do what they please. They have the freedom. They have the freedom to do what they please. Um, so wealth don't, 
don't get a certain number in your mind of this is what it takes to be wealthy. Um, we have a number of clients that are not what you would consider when you're thinking of a number to be wealthy, but they are wealthy because they're, it's as simple as this. And that's what I say in common sense, their money in is the same or more than their money out. Um, and so wealth is what you keep after things are paid. Well, and they also talk about in this study, and you people, have, our listeners have probably heard this before, or several have, I'm sure. Uh, this is one of the go-to behavioral financial studies showed that the level of happiness rose until you made roughly $75,000 per year, but beyond that, your contentment plateaued. And I mean, that's, that's the thing, additional money. I mean, having a bigger number doesn't necessarily make you happier. And I would think that an important part of being wealthy would be feeling happy, feeling, I mean, the freedom you have, the, uh, the peace of mind that comes with, with that. So, uh, if you're, if $75,000 in income is that number, Mm-hmm. And that study's several years old now, so I'm sure with inflation, like it's been the last few years, maybe it's a little higher. But still, I mean, I think that the if your focus is on you know, some really high, potentially unachievable number, and you're not going to be happy or not going to feel wealthy until you hit that number, then I think you're doing it wrong. And this brings us back to the plan aspect of it, which is you know, part of the planning process is to look at your priorities and making sure that your priorities are aligned. I mean, your, your investing goals what you're doing this for has a purpose. You're doing it for your children, or you're doing it for a charity, or you're doing it for your own peace or uh, peace of mind. I mean, just just whatever those priorities are, that's intensely personal, and we help you right. develop those. And that I think would fit well with feeling wealthy is when you have that purpose, you have that plan in place, uh, then you know you're on track, and and uh, the peace of mind that it brings with it can help you feel wealthy. Right. Well, and it's also, it gets back to, to the whole premise of why this company was founded to start out with, which is to have a personal relationship with the clients, to know the clients, to meet with them on a regular basis, so that when the plan needs to be revised, first of all, there is a plan, then when it needs to be revised, situations in life change, job change, whatever. The pre-financial group is part of what is going on to help you make the strategic changes for where you are in life. Right. Well, and when we're when we're doing this show, um, and we get into the weeds on investments, you know, we talk about interest rates and mortgage bonds and this and that, value, dividends, inflation treasury yields, all this stuff, that's, that's kind of foundational. That, that's the day-to-day what we're looking at. That, and then you relate that to our client situation. One thing that we, we pride ourselves on is we can, we can talk to whatever level our client needs us to. Um, and in order to understand what's going on with their money, um, from, you know, there's, there's depth there. Um, and so we can talk, we can get into the weeds on things, or we can talk big picture 
and then relate that to the weedier parts of uh, investing, financial planning. Um, and so it, it's, like I said, the financial business is as much an art as it is a science uh, because it's not the same thing every time. Uh, you, you know that. Uh, markets are different. Markets change. Every client is different. Uh, there might be commonalities, but every client has a slightly different goal um, or slightly different circumstances. So there, there, that's, that's what keeps it interesting uh, because things are always changing. There are certain laws that govern everything like gravity. Uh, same thing, you have you know, financial laws that are there that ultimately dictate, um, but you can have things that uh, kind of get kind of screwed up or wonky uh, in the short term, um, but ultimately go back to that. Um, you, you think of, you mentioned inflation, um, you know, inflation has been, you know, a, a huge topic the last, especially year and a half. Um, and that's had a lot of different impacts on markets, uh, interest rates, stock prices, uh, dividend yields, all this stuff. Um, it's all intertwined, but really when you get down to it, um, it, it, it was another, it was an interesting, uh, it was a blog post, uh, it was taken uh, kind of more complex uh, economic theory and kind of drilling it down, distilling it down into three main pieces of inflation. Basically, price inflation, which that's what you see when you go to the store. That's what you see at the pump. That's price inflation. You have wage inflation, which here recently you've seen wages going up uh, slightly at a, a slightly faster rate than inflation here recently, which that's that's excellent. Um, and then you have lifestyle inflation. You can't control price inflation. You can't control wage inflation. You can control lifestyle inflation. Uh, lifestyle inflation is where if you're still working, that you're making more money. But at the same time, you're spending that plus. Uh, so you're actually going backwards in terms of creating wealth. Um, so lifestyle inflation, you can control. You can control to some extent uh, what your money's being spent on, how it's being spent. Uh, lifestyle inflation in retirement. Uh, you have to be very careful. Um because if you're retired, you know, your wages, that's, that's gone. Uh, so you got to, you know, manage the investments, manage the portfolio, manage the withdrawal rate. Um, as a side note, you know, we've talked before about, you know, working part-time in retirement. For some people, that's a great option. Some people, it's not. It's just, it, it, again, that's a, an extremely personal thing. But one of the best hedges long-term against inflation, wages. And what wages also mean, they prevent you from spending your savings. So it, it has a, a compound effect in the, that your current needs are being met by your wages, but also you allow your savings, your investments to continue to grow. And if there's been a period of weakness like we experienced last year, you give yourself a chance to recover uh, your investments to get back to, to the previous levels or even grow from there. 
so that money can work for you. you it, it can actually benefit you for a longer period of time or provide more uh, quality of life for you for longer. Uh, so they're, they're mental aspects, well, mental uh, health. Uh, uh, a lot of our things um, that we invest in, though, do throw off dividends. Yep. And when those dividends can be reinvested, that's another way of compounding right. your returns in your portfolio. Right. Yeah. If, sorry if, to interrupt you, Chad. Yeah. If you're not if you're not uh, uh, taking the dividends, and those dividends can go back in buy more shares, and those shares pay dividends, and therefore the compounding. There, there are a lot of levers that can be pulled, and we can help you understand how to pull the levers to reach the desired outcome that you want. And wages are one way to do it. It's a way to combat inflation. Uh, the way we invest your money can also have an impact on it. Uh, we, I mean, just. That's where our experience that Mike talked about earlier uh, can really come into play in the training that we have. We've seen these scenarios before, or we've uh, read about them, we've studied them, we've, we've researched them. I mean, there's a lot that we don't say on this radio show that because it would probably bore the tears out of a lot of the listeners, but that doesn't mean we don't have that knowledge here. Yes, I mean, it's, Chad it's here. is an analyst. We can get a little deep sometimes, right? They they have to rein me in. Yes, exactly. But but just don't uh, don't be fooled by that. I mean, we can go deep on this, but we we have seen these scenarios before. We've I mean we've seen events similar events unfold like this. Uh, we can help you navigate that and say here's here are the ways to navigate it. You can decide which levers you want to pull and and how far you want to pull them. But we can help you get through this. And we can give guidance on when you pull this lever. Um, this could be th- these are the pros and cons. Uh, of doing this because um, like with anything it's a balancing act uh, it's trade-offs that's what life is it's trade-offs you spend your time doing this you're not doing that um, same thing with investing you're doing this you might not be doing that what's the trade-off if you take a higher withdrawal right now what's the effect long term on that uh, if you take too low of a uh, withdrawal rate what's you know quality of life um, so everything it's it's uh, a balancing act uh, it's a balancing act, uh, investing for income and growth, long-term growth, growth of income. Um, and so that's what we do. And we try to put all these different variables together for our clients and come up with a plan that works for their situation um, and communicate that. That's one of the keys as communicate that with our clients, let our clients communicate to us what they're looking for, what their needs are. Um, and it's the, it's that dialogue. It's, it's, it's the relationship. That's what it's, that's the foundation. It can seem daunting, but we're here to help you understand it, to help make it work for you and use our experience, use our, our expertise, use our caring attitude or approach to this to, to your advantage. That's what we're here for. We're here to help. Well, and I think the summary of it all, I got it's the chewing gum and walking at the same time when I have to talk and turn music on and all that. <laughs> Tom didn't make it today. He is at a conference out of town and must not have been able to get away. But we hope you learned something today. And we did bring a little levity to it. It's kind of a heavy subject. But it's so important to have a plan and one that can change for your situation and where you are in life. If you don't have a plan or if you want an extra set of eyes on your plan to see if you're where you need to be, call us, 859-233-0400. You can also go to our website, 
and schedule an appointment directly on our homepage at dupreefinancial.com. We appreciate you listening to our financial hour, and Tom will be back next week.